Hello and welcome back to Reading of the Peers, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always to chat about the latest releases of the last month it is my very good friend and co-host, David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the new movies of February 2023, so stick around. We hope you enjoy. It's, it's just like February's, February's a nice month because it's like you've gotten to the end of January. January's tough. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't find it that tough this year but February's nice because it's like that start of hope the evening <laughs> the evenings are getting longer yes um, you feel like you're coming out of winter even though it feels like we're now going back into winter <laughs> I don't know if you, like, just with the weather outside it's just colder it's, anyway. cold, it's cold in but, but conceptually it's supposed to feel like you're coming out of winter um, Six Nations Rugby yeah that's promoted on the podcast last weekend hope that's, everyone went out to support the boys in green in Rome yeah uh, that's a that's a big one um, and yeah, obviously, some good movies. Also, some shit movies. But yeah, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. They were all star. Oh, guys, just you wait. We have so many exciting things to talk about. Every single one of these movies, I can't wait. Just the the beauty of something like Puss in Boots and the animation, and like women talking. That fantastic script, and Ant Ant Man. Uh, um. Ooh, this could be tough. Um, no, hello. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what this is, this is myself and David going through all the new movies of the previous month. And uh, yeah, we got some good. We got some good ones. Um, yeah. What? But if you want to jump around, you haven't seen anything. There are stuff in the links of the time codes. Time codes in the description. We can jump around. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. We've had a long day today. This is going to be weekend. high energy. This is the end of a long weekend. Yeah. Not a long weekend. I wish it was a long weekend. Fuck me. <laughs> Good on someone about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got some great movies. Uh, we've got some Oscar contenders, mm-hmm. some blockbusters, some animated flicks, and also a couple of horror movies as well. So it's a nice, um, what you call it, um, spread of things. Nice. Uh, but also uh, in between there somewhere, we're going to be talking about what we saw the other day as well. A segment that I've got a lot of positive feedback on. That's good. Someone watched my cousin Vinny recently, and they fucking loved it. And everyone should go see that. They're yeah, plugging right. it two weeks and two monthly episodes oh in a row. God, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Get around to it, all right? Um, but yeah, so I thought we would start off. Oh yeah, and then we're also going to talk about the movies that are coming out in March 2023 as well. As opposed to March 2024. I thought that was a bit difficult. Mm, there probably wouldn't be a huge number of movies coming out in March 2024. Because the world's ending in May. No, see, not, I come from a religion. That I, know. I come from a religion that just... Ha- we're one of those people... We're a group of people that were like, okay, look, we know we said 2012, but we just had to, we had to fix something with the calendar. We had it on the road. We were starting it on a Sunday. It's actually meant to start on a Tuesday. It's all in the engravings. So May this year, I'm telling you, world's ending. Okay. Cool. Is it before or after your birthday? I won't say because I don't want people to know what my birthday is because it's my password to everything. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> good idea. Yeah. It's not, it's not my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't hang it to my stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd start with a movie um, called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, David. The good, the bad, and the pussy. <laughs> Jeez, that, like, I, it makes sense, but it just doesn't sound right. And <laughs> uh, it doesn't sit well with me, David. Um, you went to go see this in the cinemas, and I had seen it before because yeah, I went you, to... You cheated. I went to premiere. I went to the premiere. But yeah, so Puss in Boots, because we, we actually haven't spoken about this very much. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know what Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is, David... What's the Puss in Boots The Last Wish about? Uh, the character Puss in Boots from the Shrek franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, we, how in-depth should we go? Just what's it about? If someone says, hey, what's that movie about? Okay, he's he's gone through his nine lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a fallen star, which grants the finder of this fallen star 
uh, One Last Wish, hence the name of the movie. <laughs> so uh, Puss in Boots goes out on an adventure, on a quest to find the fallen star to get the last wish to regain his nine lives. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, would you would you ask for nine lives or just invincibility? Uh, I'd say it's one of those... Uh, it's, no, it's probably those one of the things where you can't wish for more wishes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, invincibility... <laughs> Um, no, because I think he likes a bit of danger, Davis. Oh, you know what I mean? He's a bit of a he's a swashbuckling cat, David. You know, that's fair. why are you asking this cat to help have common sense, David? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that's it. Is it? Yeah, pretty there's much. some there's some nice side characters. Yeah, there is some. Uh, it's a bit of a throwback to the Shrek franchise in that there are some fairy tale characters of sorts. Yeah, and nursery rhyme characters. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um. So they make certain appearances and some good voice cast. Yeah, very good voice cast. So um, uh, Puss in Boots is uh, done by Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And I spent about way longer than I'd rather admit uh, doing that voice after the movie was done. Yeah, It's, it's, very, it's very addictive. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Sama Hayek's in it. She's playing Kitty Soft Paws. She had a big month this this oh uh, yeah she was doing that other movie we didn't go see we didn't see the magic mic the last dance yeah. um, the last, was the last dance the last dance yeah oh yeah oh was it okay yeah <laughs> I think so I'm pretty sure nah it doesn't matter <laughs> David I will this podcast I'll, is known I'll, for its I'll, accuracy I'll speak anyway um, we have um, what's your one's name uh, Florence Pugh Florence Pugh Florence as Goldilocks as Goldilocks you got uh, Olivia Coleman and Ray Winstone as Papa Bear and Mommy Bear Mama Bear Jean Mulaney Jean Mulaney I like that Jean 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 Van Mulaney <laughs> Sorry He plays Jack Horner Little Jack Horner He's a bit big He's big uh, And then who else you got You got Wagner Mora Who is incredible as Wolf And I won't say anything about that character But yeah. One of the scariest animated Like villains Yeah I think I've ever seen Menacing Yeah And I'm not talking about Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> What did he say you about politics Yeah we did discuss about the podcast <laughs> No politics But uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about his time in The Apprentice David Yeah No yeah, tell you what I'm He's part of the Actors Guild. He was in Home Alone 2. <laughs> it counts, Damon. What, did he Did he do politics after that? I don't, I don't keep up to it. I'm politics. not sure. I only follow Irish politics. Uh, but also, Har- Harvey Gillen? Gillen? This is the guy that plays the dog. Yeah, he plays Parito. Parito. He's also in What We Do in the Shadows. Do we know what Parito means? It means, I think, I think, you, uh, I think it's a dish that comes with rice and salsa. And you can put a bit of guacamole on that as well. Parito for two, please. Not a burrito. Not. Oh, wait, <laughs> hold on then. <laughs> Parito. It's been a long... It's a type of dog. Oh, it's a type of dog. Okay. That yes. makes sense. No, wait. That'd be like calling you human. Human. Yeah, it's like the way I call you man or boy or dickhead. It's a story, lads. Um, but yeah, no, I, you, like, I, I think there was two great things about this. One, it was very funny, which I kind of feel like... Yeah. I don't know, like, look, I've watched kid mo- kids movie before and I've kind of rolled... But it's like, I don't know, you compare it to something like uh, DC League of Super Pets where yeah. it had like one good joke in it every 20 minutes and yeah. then like the other 19 minutes where it's Kevin Hart just screaming and The Rock being, look how cool I am. Yeah. Uh, whereas this was like had a consistent sense of humour throughout. But also I think what was good about it was the animation was very good as well. Yeah, um, very much Into the Spider-Verse vibes. Um, I wouldn't say like hyper realistic, but definitely like there was um, there seemed like there was sort of a mat put on certain characters, specifically Puss in Boots, because just a big mat, just (laughs) or just like a shading or something where the fur just looked a little bit more realistic than it was in say the Shrek franchise. Yeah. Um. So like 
I, I, I don't know the technical terms, but like just Matt. each hair just looked a little bit more textures. Kind of texture, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so that it just brings brings characters to life a bit more. Yeah. Um, but it, like there was obviously a huge amount of animation done in this because the action scenes are incredible. Like it was just there was a lot. That opening scene, I think some of it's online. Yeah. I, if you like, okay, what I would kind of say with someone like this, you don't need to see the first person boots because we didn't see no. the first person yeah, boots. Um, well, you probably need to see some Shrek. Like really. No, nah, but you don't have to. No, but like, but like it's just like it's such. My mother watched it and she loved it, and I'm like, she has a poor taste in movies. <laughs> she does have a poor taste in movies. Actually, that's a good point. But I think what I was more so getting at is just like it's fun for all ages. No, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Yeah. Um, and like a storyline that just it, it goes from A to B, and like there's no lag in it. You don't. There's no like. There's no like just arc where you're kind of like just like feeling like you're wasting time yeah at all. there was nowhere where it yeah. I think. There was a, there yeah there's a bit where it slows down but it makes sense because is that him in the cave yeah yeah. no not in the cave I was going to say him in the uh, oh the, the beginning retirement home yeah 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 ah it's a bit fun yeah it's silly um, plus we meet a very sweet character um, but yeah no it's 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 a perfect one for the whole family I would say like if, if I presume this will come to Netflix the first one's on Netflix. And the Shrek, all the Shreks are on Netflix. Who do Shrek? Sony? Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. Because they have a deal with Netflix. Dreamer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll definitely be available. But yeah, it's absolutely worth a watch. And yeah. I, Surprising though, this is this has been out in the US for a while. And like, it's been building buzz. Universal. It's is not it? Sony, sorry. Dreamworks. Universal Bob oh. Dreamworks. Oh, it's no. why Shrek's at like Universal Land. Oh, right. But I just kind of, I, I didn't believe it till I saw it. I don't know about you. You just didn't believe it was a movie. No, I was just like... You're like, no way they're going to no. have a cat up there with a sword. <laughs> Fuck off. Don't yeah. be telling me lies. And a hat. Are and you hat. mad? And little boots. <laughs> you tell me that puss is going to be in those boots. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, that was always... It was always a cool side character, I think, in the second and third one. But like, yeah. I, I just couldn't see them building a, a movie around him. And they but did was, it. Like, they did it. They did a good mm. job. Um, but yeah. Animation's great, like I said. Go watch for the animation. It's yeah, very good. Time, yeah. Voice cast, very good. Script's very funny. That little dog, very, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, thought John was fine. Yeah, we said this, that like, he... See, he didn't have a huge amount to do. Is Like, a lot of his, his notes, his script notes were just... Screaming. screaming. Get back here! <laughs> I'm looking for a star! Yeah. Um, although there was some funny thi- there was there was some funny things like there was uh, references to Mad Max and stuff do you know yeah yeah and Some Mary Poppins Mary Poppins yeah and Alice in Wonderland yeah yeah it's a fun time it's a very fun time yeah I guess yeah I, I'd say definitely check it out if you were looking mm. for something it's probably like an hour and 45 minutes I'm gonna say I think it was 44 <sighs> it's close though wasn't I see there was two movies this month I think it was this and Knock at the Cabin which were the exact same runtime. Mm, that just and fucks one, with you. one felt Significant <laughs> the other. We will get to that. <laughs> um, this one was a breeze. Yeah, I think uh, if we were doing our old awards, I'd say I don't know if you put it in hidden gem, but like, I'd say oh, best actor Antonio Banderas. Antonio, uh, movie of the month. Mm, we'll see. Anyway, mm, it's top not. quality. It's definitely. Where is it in my top ten for the year? I think it's like in top five. And again, I've only seen eleven. So, <laughs> what's that to say about anything? <laughs> um. I think I have his number... It's number four on my and list. And look, it is nominated for a... 
Yeah, here let's here, let's talk. About, now we'll actually next week we'll be, talk, we'll be doing our Oscar podcast if I can convince David to do this again. But um, next week, Jesus, yeah, I know, man, I've got a busy week. Diary. Um, but the I reckon this would win any other year, but because Guillermo del Toro is going around making it like, like he's like, oh, the animations are real art. You have to support animation. It took us ninety hours to move the nose of the fucking puppet. They're like, oh yeah, probably have to give it to him. So you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love Puss in Boots to win this. <laughs> that's a Jesus, that fit quite well. Um, yeah, is he? Oh, that's I. I didn't enjoy that. No, I didn't at all. It was from, so green. from a filmmaking perspective, yeah. I'm like, that's good. But the the award is best animated feature. Yeah, uh, what's the best one? Um, I wouldn't give it to the other one, Marcel the Show. No, I wouldn't. I don't think that's. I wouldn't say that's anime. See, that's yeah. I don't think it's anim- like yeah. you're animating two characters. But right? then again, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit an animated movie? Was it nominated? No, I'm just saying, like it's yeah, like that makes like it that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, sorry. What I what I'm getting at there is, I, it deserves to be in the animated category, but it wouldn't. I don't think it deserves to win yeah, because like there was significantly more work put into say this movie mm-hmm. than. Um, Although I don't know, I just realised they're kind of about the same thing about once mortality. One's, anyway, got, we're, we're, one's, one's got a little pirate one's got a little pirate cat and boots and a sword though we're digging into next week's content yeah next week this is a little teaser guys you know <laughs> yeah. stay tuned where Gary is gonna be like where's the Batman though Batman should've got best animated feature tell you that much anyway <laughs> okay um, speaking of animated nightmares um, Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantum Mania David yeah whoop, whoop. I just thought we'd get this done up in our, like, get it out of the way I'm surprised you asked me to describe uh, Puss in Boots because that means you have to describe this Oh, I'd like. I'm. I'd actually be annoyed because you'd be like, "And what's good about the movie?" I'm like, "No, not good about the movie." Um. So look, this movie, Ant Man of the Wasp: Quantum Mania, is. I actually don't know where I'm going to go with this. Look, it's it's just it's it's a movie that is now continuing the downward trend of Marvel movies that are just perfectly fine but utterly disappointing and lack any sort of creative or technical, um, Marvel meant like nothing stands out about this movie it's so boring it's like from start to finish you don't care about anything so bland so bland Um, and um, I think it ultimately comes down to the script and who's directing it so the script was written by this guy called Jeff Loveness I believe and he comes from Rick and Morty and there's a lot of Rick and Morty elements in this but like in terms of a narrative it's kind of just a bit all over the place Mm. Um, and then I think from the directing Peyton Reed like the Ant-Man movie the first Ant-Man movie directed by Edgar Wright is a great movie but you know, sorry, it was sorry, it was supposed to be directed by Edgar Wright, and then it, Peyton Reed took over, and then I think everyone gave him credit for that. And then what I've seen him do for the next two Ant Man movies is absolutely nothing special. And I think this one was the most appalling of the three because it's like you could have put any superhero in this. You could have put Hawkeye in it. You could have put um, I don't know Hulk, Miss Marvel, um, <laughs> Whiplash from Iron Man Two. I want my boo. <laughs> um, no, but it's just like it, it could have been anyone because his powers are never used to any sort of significant extent in this to make it like his movie yeah. except that it's a heist movie but it's not really a fucking heist movie. I think Paul Paul Rudd perfectly fine and perfectly charming in it. However, I just feel like to t- I know we're watching a movie about them going to a little quantum. So the movie's about um, Paul Rudd and Ant-Man of the Wasps uh, Paul Rudd's kid invents a thing to map the quantum realm and sends out a signal but all of a sudden something from the quantum realm drills dr- drags them down and it turns out that Kang the Conqueror is down there having known Michelle Pfeiffer's wasp and they have a history and it's all about him trying to get out of the quantum realm by finding a MacGuffin and it's Ant-Man's job to get this MacGuffin and that's pretty much the script and that's that's like 
three quarters of the way yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. That's what annoyed me about this movie as well. They were like, ooh, who is he? I, you, there's a whole mystery about who the villain was. I was like, yeah. I've seen it in the posters. Anyway, the point I was making was, I know about this crazy movie about quantum realms and aliens and whatever, but I'm like, there's no way Paul Rudd's going f- like pound for pound against Jonathan Majors in a fist fight. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Because yeah. he's not even using his powers. So I hated that. So I just felt Paul, Paul Rudd's a, misca- mis- a bit miscast in this. Evangeline Lilly is in this as the Wasp. Barely. I think just in it to be in it. She's I just like the background character. I know, but it's... Just like call it, I don't know. I'm not saying like, oh, she shouldn't be in it. It should just be an Ant-Man movie. But I'm just like, I would rather see her do her own thing because I think she has a completely different. There's also this is why I did this movie because I'll rant about it. There's no chemistry between them two. They don't even kiss in the movie. They're just like told. We're just told they're like in a relationship or whatever, and they just seem like they don't want to be in each other's own movie. Um, Michael Douglas is fine in it except for the one word he says. What's he say, David? Ants. Ants. Every time that man is asked to say the word ants, he just gives it 120%. Uh, These are my ants. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and Jonathan Majors as Kang is very charismatic. However, I don't care because I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know. I didn't care for it. I knew he was... It's not a spoiler, but like... Because it's a multiversal storyline they're telling, there's multiple versions of it. You're like, this guy could die, but it doesn't matter because... Yeah. You know, or he could live at the end or get out, but, but we'll know that because th- this is where the direction of the DC, uh, the MCU is going. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I just think it's a waste of time of anyone's time to watch this movie. There's absolutely nothing redeeming about it. Um, from a visual effects point of view, it's totally fine. However, it lacks any sort of depth to feel like it's that they're in a real place. I know they're in the quantum realm, but you just don't, feel, they just feel like they're on the volume on a CGI yeah. set the whole time. Yeah. I feel like the background characters and side characters feel like they're either from a bad episode of Doctor Who or George Lucas added them. In special effects, oh, Back, no. background characters, fair enough. But some of the side characters I thought were f- which charming. ones? Which the, ones? The gloopy, guy. the gloopy one. Sorry, you mean the one the, from Rick and Morty? The guy who could read minds. You mean that? Yeah, uh, that was bullshit as well. No, there's uh, no one should watch this movie. No, and it has absolutely. No, it doesn't even introduce the character of Kang well enough to like know what's happening going forward. It's a waste of yeah, time. It doesn't really describe I, his powers either. Doesn't describe his powers ever. I'll stop this rant in just thirty seconds. And also, what the worst thing about it was there was these fucking weasel of kids in front of us that wouldn't shut the fuck up during the movie, and it made it worse. Anyway, that's that man. Uh, I, tr- three. I tried my best. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, we we didn't we didn't do anything I did <laughs> uh, but yeah okay sorry I did a bit of a rant there but what did you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania there's too many words in that as well yeah it's fine <laughs> it's totally fine um, you're getting so worked up about this lad like just it was the same with um, it was the same with Doctor Strange you got really worked up about it and I was just like yeah, it's, I think it's I just, just from the potential that's there and then just to see it squandered like it's, it's for kids like they've they literally know they can cash in on these movies like it's it's. I'm so I, I understand it's disappointing because it, there was a chance there for, to make something interesting mm-hmm. but like yeah I've kind of just gotten to that stage you now where they're cashing in like you see what they're, what they're producing on uh, Disney Plus and stuff like that it's just yeah Disappointing, it is. It's my childhood they're domestic with David. Yeah, I know. But and I'll protect it with, at all costs. Yeah. But like, the, you can't expect them to to um, keep making stuff specifically for your... No, no, I completely, get, no, I completely get that as well. Yeah. No, but it's just like... And, and, and that, that's not an excuse. It's like, even for kids, I would say this is boring. But yeah, like, it is boring. It's so boring. Yeah. I've checked my watch so much during yeah. it. It's, there's, there's nothing really, nothing really happens. Like, they, I would have... I don't know if they should have changed changed the um, what are we trying to say the focus. So instead of them getting pulled into the quantum realm, it should have been them going in looking for the MacGuffin. Like have them actual actually on a journey rather than it just felt like they were there, and all they were trying to do is just get home. But mm-hmm. like, 
that's what's what's the point in that? That's just, just boring. Like it, there was nothing driving them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like if there was if there was more of a drive behind them to like, oh, we need to find this thing, and there could have been something that like, oh, we need to get in contact with this guy to find this thing. You know, there should have been more kind of drive behind the characters, but I just didn't really feel like that. They were just being dragged around effectively. Yeah, and then it really only came to the point where um, Parod's daughter, whatever her name is, gets captured. And that's the thing that's driving him. And then you see a bit more drive, and he like you, when he he starts fighting, there's a bit more venom behind him because he's like he's trying to get to her. But it's way too late. It's like the last quarter yeah. of the movie. You're kind of just you checked out a bit by mm-hmm. Um I enjoyed some. There's some kind of jokey bits which I found funny, like, but it's 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 probably enough that would fill maybe 20 minutes of a Rick and Morty yeah. episode. I don't want to spoil anything else. I'll probably just I'll probably end up spoiling if I keep talking. But yeah, it's it's totally fine. Like I would say, as as bad, maybe a little bit better than Tor. Yeah, Tor I think it's really less of I I rolled my eyes less during this. Yeah, like Tor was. Yeah, Tor was so disappointing because he's such a good character in Infin- Infinity War and, and oh Infinity War as well. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, and I know Endgame it was different because he's kind of you can tell he's suffering with PTSD, but um, like his character in fucking Love and Thunder is ter- terrible like he's yeah. completely different um, I wouldn't say like Paul Rudd's Ant-Man is, is like redeemable mm-hmm. like there's nothing he did that was wrong or anything I just think he was just in a like the bad situation um, as you say I think this could have been like a cool adventure for like Michelle Fiverr I don't know if they should have just made it like a Wasp movie or something I see know. I don't think they would ever do that yeah they're not putting yeah. Michelle Fiverr was great in this yeah. I had a really fun time with her yeah. she had this like like I kind of mentioned up top that she has this previous relationship with Kang that's never really spoken about so that she has this sort of like she has kind of she's holding the cards compared to the rest yeah. of the team and and that how she kind of that kind of like drips out throughout the movie um, I thought she was great in it yeah. and also like I just you know when you compare it like she's one of the best Batman villains ever yeah. that I kind of would like to see here because I think in the I think in the comics doesn't Janet go like crazy or something yeah. like that I'd love to see that right, would you want to see a movie called The Wasp and the Wasp Quantumania yeah. there's two wasps go down there yeah and then Ant-Man and the Ant-Man and men, I suppose. The wasps? The ants. Ants. <laughs> Just the two of them talking about ants. Yeah. Also, they've been do- cashing in on that, um, what's it called? Baskin Robbins joke? Yeah. Like, oh no. I just, it's not even funny. I'll get too angry about this if I keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy from a TV show I like in it. That's good. That was my favourite bit. The guy from I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, yeah. That's the best part of the movie. The best part of the movie. Yeah, I think it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. But there's not even a good action scene in it, David. In an Ant Man movie. Yeah, no, there's not. Um, that's it. well, that's the thing. It's 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 stuff like say in Civil War, like the bit where he goes Larry, he goes oh, big yeah. for the first time. Like that's such a momentous scene. But now he does it all the time. And yeah, just like well, okay, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They could have. I they could have depowered them or something. I don't know. I just think the fact that they all shrunk down because it's set up in the first movie so well that he can't go any smaller than a certain yeah. size and he can't go any larger than a certain size. Yeah. Where in this, the rules just seem to be completely. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone has a suit. Everyone has a suit. Nah, it's so bad it's so bad yeah. the, the the joke about the ants is funny I like that <laughs> that's, that's a funny joke ants see that's that's the thing there is I just thought there was just some little nuggets of jokes I really enjoyed but then it's not it's way too few and far between it's, yeah it's not redeemable or anything it's just yeah um Blatant I, I don't even. I don't, oh yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think this is gonna affect anything no. going forward no. because even there's a post credit scene um, pointless which. Like it doesn't like it, the one character says, "Oh, this person is here, so therefore we can do this." And that's yeah. <laughs> Put in the bin. Yeah. Bait, bait and muck. Um. Speaking of movies, 
on the movie podcast. Mm. Um, a movie that's exponentially better than this movie. Uh, and I guess it's about size in, in another way. It's a movie called The Whale with oh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, this is... Um, I I don't know about you. I really enjoyed this. I had a great time with this. This was... Um, and, like, I'm, I'm very surprised it didn't get a much award, awards buzz in terms of the film itself. So... And, I think that's because so it's based on a play. Yeah, oh yeah, I can, yeah, I understand that. But even like I thought some of the filming aspects were mm-hmm. quite good. Like yeah. it's 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 a film that takes place like, just pretty much all in one, one location. But I felt like within a few minutes of of uh, watching the film, you got a, a, a full idea of where everything in the room is mm-hmm. or where yeah. everything in in that location is. Um, there's some cool it, it's some cool shots in terms of like. It looks. You can understand it looks like a play because it is. But yeah, um, and story wise, there's it, it's it's kind of it's well laid out because it doesn't tell you everything. It just kind of drip feeds you every, so on and so forth as you go along. Um, uh, doesn't kind of release everything to you all at once. But I think the main thing about this movie is just the performance. Yeah, like, and, and Brendan Fraser himself, if he doesn't win the the Oscar for best best actor, I'd be shocked. And I I. I would love Colin Farrell to win, but I just think on the balance of um, just quality performance. quality performance, I think he was far, far beyond better. We'd love a tie, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think Colin Farrell would be happier with a tie. Yeah. Um, no, he, he prefers a dicky bill. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess like, yeah, I suppose like you say, you, you're not really too aware of the story at the beginning of it. Like, And I guess just as a quick background, it is a movie just about a guy who weighs... A lot. I don't 400, know. Four hundred plus pounds, and he basically has found out that he is going to die soon, yeah. and it's all about him trying to reconnect with his daughter. But there's other elements that sort of allude to why he's this weight, and and um, yeah, I don't want to say too much more about it. But yeah, you're kind of just in his house for this week, effectively. Yeah, um, the really good use of repetition as well. There's there's some bits that just keep popping up mm-hmm. throughout the film, um, coping mechanisms and stuff like that. The relationship between Brendan Fraser's character and Hong Xiao's oh character was incredible. Again, she's another one. I've, that's a tough race. That best supporting actress one. I, it's, it's, it's not. There's no front runner really. And it's I, Angela Bassett. Oh no! Well, she'll get really? it. She's winning everything. Really? She's winning everything. Okay. I I would. Just, let me check the odds. But like, do you really think her performance is no. better? Yeah, that's... that's. I, I actually, I've been flip-flopping on it a bit, but again, this is for next week's podcast, David, <laughs> yeah, for I us know. to talk about. Um, but no, Hong Xiao was incredible. Like, we had seen her uh, previously in The Menu, where she plays a completely different character. She She's like, almost emotional. She's like an emotionless, like, yeah, robot, robot yeah. In, uh, in The Menu. And this, she is just... She's like a... I don't know. She's just so fired up. A fiery nurse. Yeah. Um very anti-religion as well which um again drives the film but um yeah and, and performance wise like there is a, like i think when the cast list came up there was like six characters in it or like six people on the six actors mm. um so it just shows is it, it's a really kind of tight cast uh, everyone does a really good job um from um from Brendan Fraser Hong Chao uh, Sadie Sink Sadie it? Sink from Stranger young, Things young girl uh, the mom is played by a woman indeed Samantha who, Morton Samantha Morton who's also who also has a short a small role in the movie 
uh, she said and she's incredible oh. in that as well oh, she has a go. monologue in that and she's absolutely incredible <laughs> in that. I didn't know that uh, she was a standout in that for me as well so um, she's in Minority Report as well she does a really good job for the for the short period of time she's on screen very um, you can tell she's very hard nosed but very sympathetic towards uh, Brendan Fraser's character. Mm-hmm. Um, look, overall, I, I I hadn't seen a huge amount of Darren Aronofsky films pre um, this month, actually. But um, just just this, the way he embedded the audience into that room or into that uh, house for however long the movie is, whatever, and just gave us this insight to mainly Brendan Fraser's character, who's just dealing with so much, but also... The way he was able to just knit in different uh, pieces from uh, Hong Chao's character um, and and the family around uh, Brendan Fraser was incredible. I was really, really blown away by it. I I probably had a little bit lowered expectation because it wasn't getting movie or story um, awards buzz. But I was absolutely blown away by it. Yeah, and I think the script... I don't know. I didn't like the script too much because I felt some of the dialogue was very melodramatic and yeah, very... it is supposed to be pulled directly. Like, a lot of people who have seen both or have yeah. done both, it's like supposed to be that exactly... that performance by Samantha Morton in, it, Morton in it, for example, is very play-esque, like, mm. theatre kind of performance. Mm. That's what it felt like to me. It's, like, very monologue-esque. Um, and I think that's kind of where sometimes where the movie lost me. But I think, like you say, I think the direction is great. Surprised not getting directing, but then again, it's, it is kind of nearly yeah. just a beat for beat copy of the exactly, play. So yeah. it's kind of hard to... I'd say that probably turned some people off. Yeah. Um, the performance by Brennan Fraser absolutely broke my heart it's fantastic yeah. it's so so good broke my heart in the sense of the character of Charlie but then also I was like jeez Colin Farrell might not win this <laughs> and um, yeah the Hong Chao is unbelievable I can't wait to see what she's in next uh, the make- hair and makeup team did an incredible job you yeah. cannot tell there's a there's a time lapse you can look at it yeah I saw that actually it's very very good yeah. um, but the this the it's, it's crazy because it looks quite unrealistic at times Yeah, but that's kind of to do with the body physics rather than like the hair and makeup if that makes sense but it's unbelievable what they do Um, and the fact that like it's crazy that you know you have uh, an actor under all this sort of prosthetics and makeup but the fact that like Brendan Fraser is able to sort of shine through Mm -hmm. all that and emote and connect with the audience is so impressive and it's just like you know yeah I haven't seen something like that since I don't know Colin Farrell and the Batman, maybe, but <laughs> but um, no, and I, yeah, so I think I, I think it, it's a very tough year for like hair and makeup actually this yeah. year. But again, we'll talk about that next week. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was great, and I can understand why people wouldn't like it. I know there's a bit yeah. of controversy around the movie about, I guess, to do like the issues of like um, sort of obesity and such like that for a character but I think if you just take all that out and just focus on the story a bit um, and kind of I don't know I think reading back in some of the comments about the movie I'm like I feel like people didn't watch it I feel like they kind of just assumed what it was about in a way and I think when you watch it it kind of makes a bit more sense and um, yeah great movie about pain grief lot like it covers everything you know what I mean heartbreak Um, Um, also great use of a 4.3 aspect ratio which adds to it as well yeah a bit of a claustrophobic claustrophobic vibe but I feel um no sorry that's not I was gonna say that's Darren Aronofsky but it, no, I was saying the lighthouse the lighthouse is uh, yeah 4.3. that's the same as well yeah yeah all that's great all, movies all the great movies four point three um speaking about claustrophobic movies yes. and keeping you isolated knock at the cabin yes <laughs> this is your turn isn't it it is yeah. <laughs> uh, no I was just moving on to the next one um yeah knock at the cabin I guess why I wanted to include this is like I had very low expectations of this going in initially yeah. Um, and I think if I told myself a past version of myself what I know now having seen the movie I would have been like yeah 
of course yeah. however I think the movie actually does a great job of setting up a lot of promise and like oh that could be good but not delivering yeah. it um, so this movie for anyone who's not aware is a movie written and directed by old and the sixth sense writer and director of M. Night Shyamalan and it is about these two guys and their daughter in a cabin and all of a sudden they get a knock at the cabin David mm-hmm. like the name of the movie yeah. and it turns out to these be these four individuals who give them this sort of ultimatum of if they don't um, do a certain thing I don't know if we could spoil no, it no I'd say spoiler spoiler yeah I feel like if, if we're going to discuss this we need fair, to fair, fair, fair. spoiler well vague, vague spoilers maybe not like 100% spoilers 75% Okay. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how we go. But if you don't want to know anything about that, yeah, the if you skip want to the end. But I don't know. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I just don't see it. If anyone wanted to see this movie. You never know, but it, no, but like it'd be such a good, like, stick it on Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Fair. I could see some people getting, like, some people did very much enjoy this. Look, we'll see. If I'm about to say a spoiler thing, I'll let you know. How about all right. that? Yeah. Yeah. That's they all die. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> or do they? <laughs> they do. Not. <laughs> Um, no so yeah so it's basically about this movie where like I said these four people give um, the two lads and their daughter an ultimatum of if they don't pick someone to sacrifice um, the world is going to end and what's kind of yeah what's great about this movie is that you spend a lot of it not sure if they're right um, because they're just these four random people who've come up and said that um, something has sort of brought them together to see these visions to see the world ending and knew that they had to come to this cabin and get someone to sacrifice themselves and kind of throughout the movie we're sort of shown clips of the sort of prophecy somewhere coming true but because yeah. there's a bit of uh, there's one character in particular Jonathan Groff's in it he's, very, yeah, yeah. he's not very good but it's, like, grand, it's good yeah. to see Jonathan Groff yeah. um, and then the other character his husband is kind of like trying to like um, justify and rationalise yeah. a lot of it Yeah, and you're kind of like unsure if he's talking sense or but yeah I think the movie and again it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie so, and it's funny actually can we play the clip of what I thought from last week or last month not the cabin. I don't know what they expect because I watched. There's it. a twist. In I've it. seen. Yeah. I've, no shit. M Night Shyamalan doesn't do a twist. Imagine. So I spent my whole time. Not to say there is or it isn't a twist, but like you, I spent my whole time trying to guess the twist and guess yeah. what it could be. And all I'm gonna say is, it, I did. It, it did not turn out to be what I thought, and then for I was disappointed in that. However, the ending of the movie didn't supersede what I thought like it wasn't like oh it wasn't what I thought but it was better I just thought I was like oh this was the worst case scenario in a way and it's it's still shit and I think we had a whole discussion leaving this cinema of like walking through everything that could have that the movie planted throughout we were like this could have been a good storyline and this could have been a story good line and this could have been a good storyline but it's not it uses nothing in it and I think if you take it at the absolute face value of what it's proposing it's a very boring movie with um, some just I don't know some really clunky M. Night Shyamalan yeah. dialogue that's not like the same level as like um, what you call it old for example yeah. but at the same time like so it's got that however you know like I said it's a simple premise it's got some great tension in it Dave Bautista yeah. is unbelievable in this movie he's like, so so good such a hulking man he's such a soft soft spoken, delicate yeah. and like he's Gentle like joints. obviously gone there for to do quite a nefarious thing not a nefarious thing but he's going to tell these people yeah you one of you need to pick who's going to die yeah. but he's he, he, just the the, the, the the torment he's able to sort of convey throughout yeah. it's just he's so so good it's like softly so softly spoken and obviously we've seen him as Drax we've seen him as the guy from James Bond he was in Blade Runner and I think of all the posts 
all the wrestlers, WWE wrestlers that have turned oh, to yeah. actors, I think he is probably the best actor of yeah. them. I, I, I wouldn't say he's the most successful when you yeah. look at The Rock making 500 movies in two years and John Cena's very good as Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> but but David Tisa, he's just such good range. And obviously, like, he has worked with some fantastic... He's worked with Sam Mendes. He's worked... No, has he? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sam Mendes. Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Uh, he's now worked with M. Night Shyamalan. He worked with whoever directed I Spy. <laughs> you know, he's racking up some serious... Oh, yeah. the Glass Onion with Rean Johnson. Yeah, Rean Johnson. So, like, yeah. you know, I I'm really hope he goes on. I, like, it's unfortunate that it's just such a poor movie that he's kind of the lead of. But so I, I think, like, in Hollywood, you need to do that. If you're going to get your name out there as a, a if he wants to be that type of dramatic actor which he is in this movie yeah there are going to be times where his performance is going to be in a bad movie but like I think Hollywood is at that stage now where they can see someone is putting in a, bad, a good performance in a bad movie yeah. or whatever and even like I w- I'm not saying anyone else in the movie it does a bad job but I just think he is just head and shoulders above everyone because and it probably is a little bit unfair on everyone because he just is he's supposed like from everything we see of him he's supposed to be this type of person yeah but he just lets on as this completely different person mm-hmm. so caring so thoughtful just very as you say kind of soft spoken gentle giant but um, yeah I'm very impressed by that that was the thing that stood out for me mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the overall movie yeah you said it yourself like the, I think the fact that we came up with like two or three different storylines which could have been a lot better than what we eventually got was just a kind of this disappointing part um the whole like the same sex couple thing like that's supposed to be that's obviously like a, a big thing and doesn't really go anywhere i don't mind that though. i don't not, yeah. not that it, but like i just feel like if you're gonna have it and it's, it probably is gonna be important to some people that like oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. have this big hollywood movie that, that has this you know try and make a statement about it or try and put something out there or whatever uh, I, I kind of like that it was, it, it, it was just okay. like there yeah. was a simplicity of it of like it was just two dudes yeah okay it didn't have to be anything else do you know what I mean and I think I think sometimes it's kind of like I don't know there's some movies where you kind of like they do make a statement of it and you're kind of just like I'm just it, not that it takes away from the movie but it's just like I, I think sometimes the less said the better the better you know what I mean oh, okay. rather than making it seem like a anomaly of okay. a thing yeah anyway in, in a movie where the world's gonna end anyway so yeah. it is and the, the other thing is I thought there was some nice flashback scenes in terms of like broadening um, characters backstories but like it's kind of irrelevant to yeah. the overall plot again the directing and the editing yeah, is very weird in this very, as well. it's all over the place uh, in that terms but um, yeah I, I would like to actually kind of discuss those those other other things we came up with but it's probably nah. not fair to the, yeah. to the audience yeah. Yeah. Um but you, you'll probably you'll probably figure out what they yeah. are by if, by the time you watch it. Email us <laughs> reading the phrase at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, also, I meant to say the name of the novel because it's based on a novel. Yeah. So that's not completely trash. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan yeah. is a much better name for the movie. The Cabin at the End of the World. Yeah. Way better. Go. But I think that probably gets confused with The Cabin in the Woods. The cabin in the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> a, a very good movie. Very good movie. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I just want to throw it in to be like, look. It's there. Give it a give, give it a chance if you like M Night Shyamalan, and it's yeah. not as bad. It's not eye rolly. It's not you know appalling. It's totally fine. It'll keep you on your toes. I think. Yeah, yeah. There is like very tense moments. Yeah, and, and it is a bit scary. Yeah, but just don't expect anything else. Yeah, from it. that's the thing. That's the public service announcement we're doing. It's like it's not big and twisty. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's straight and narrow. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, short and narrow. <laughs> yeah, sure. Something I don't know. But now let's, David. Like we've talked about a movie but let's talk about another movie yeah 
But more importantly, movies that you saw the other day, David, <laughs> in a segment we call Tell You What I Saw The Other Day. Um, David, tell me what you saw the other day. Uh, tell you what I saw the other day. Here we go. The Sting. The Sting. The Sting. Now, David. 1973. What a movie. Uh, we have we have uh, Robert Redford. Now, David, has he got the big, biggest bluest eyes of the world, or is that his co-star? That's, that's his co-star, Paul Newman. Good. Once one of them have the biggest bluest eyes. And then we have Robert Shaw, who plays Doyle Lonergan, an Irishman in Chicago. And he was also in a James Bond movie. James. Is he? Oh, yeah. Sorry, he is. <laughs> um, this is just two boys having fun. Just. This is... This is like um, I was gonna actually put this up as my review of um, on Letterbox is like do you know like the John Wick world of like underworld yeah 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 assassins this is like that except they're just all hustlers <laughs> and they they all they obviously they need to build a hustling team uh, for a certain job and it's just like lads coming up he's like yep yeah, all right take a suit move on. <laughs> It's just an ultimate con. It's the <laughs> yeah. ultimate con. Yeah. And it's... A t- how long is it here? It's now... It's a two-hour and nine-minute movie of just con and this guy, Lonergan. Yeah. It's so good. And Robert Redford and Paul Newman, they've obviously were together in... Um, Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But I actually prefer this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over to it. I just yeah. think it's so much fun. But again, I do think it's a very David and Gary movie where it's just two bros <laughs> having fun. <laughs> two boys having fun. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, it is leaving Netflix, unfortunately. But. Why are you always come every I know. month? I know. And I say every. I mean, the two months we've done this, yeah, you've served up a massive swing of a great movie, and you're like, "But it's leaving Netflix." Yeah. Uh, I watched it on Disney Plus, but it's actually gone off Disney Plus. It's only on Netflix, and it's leaving soon. Good option. It David. could be switching over to the Disney Plus. Though. Potentially. Yeah. But I tell you what, you could watch on Netflix if um, this thing is off. Yeah. Awakenings. With which is a great movie that's directed by a person and stars uh, Robert De Niro and it's, Rob. It's not directed by an alien. So, well, I don't know. What, what about an elephant? <laughs> One sec. Awakenings. Oh, Coco the monkey. <laughs> Very good. good I just, job. Like, I just. Oh, it's directed by Penny Marshall, no less. Okay. Uh, who did um, a League of Their Own, Big Awakenings, Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Jumping Jack Flash. We all know Jumping Jack Flash, David, from 1986. Anyway, but I'm not here to talk about Jumping Jack Flash. I'm here to talk about Awakenings, which is a movie about uh, Robin Williams working in a kind of a... it's like a psychiatric hospital and he's a botanist guy he's a research guy he's never worked with patients in his life but all of a sudden he's noticed that these certain group of patients are exhibiting these certain symptoms and it's he's looking to sort of save them and what he does eventually is he puts them on this drug and be- and they begin to awaken from their sort of catatonic state one of them being Robert De Niro's character whose name I can't remember but I had a good time with it yeah it's just fun it's just classic heartwarming Robin Williams from the 90s I, I'm a big fan of Robin Williams but like he's just so sweet in this and it's such an uplift nice story and it's yeah it's just fun start to end and it's just yeah it's perfectly serviceable the music is great the direction's great Robert De Niro is actually very good in it because I don't know it's the most I don't know it's obviously before he did like meet the fuckers and analyse this where he's not playing a hard man yeah. he's like doing proper acting yeah. seen he's in this new movie called like About the Father or something like that this year yeah he's in his new movie coming out and he's just all like he's big Italian whatever guy hey. yeah and he's like dad you gotta stop being so hey and he's like but god I'm always like hey <laughs> just a lot of that <laughs> looks miserable <laughs> <laughs> but that's on Netflix if you don't want to watch uh, if you don't know if you can't find the sting Okay, that's fair. Uh, you watch anything else the other day? I watched. Well, I had to stretch this one over a couple of days because it's a it's a big beefy one. It's oh. called it's called Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh, what a movie! That's on Netflix as well, though, isn't it? That is on Netflix, there and it's go. not gone. It's not gone. 
I don't think that'll take three weeks for them to clear that off the server. It says here it's still on Netflix. There so. you go. Uh, two hundred and twenty-eight minutes. But it's a it's a swift two hundred and twenty-eight minutes though. It it is um it is well due that runtime. I yeah. think for the epic scale of every single scene in this movie. Yeah. It is it is well deserving of that runtime. Uh incredible. 1962. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair movie being that good from that long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's well just acted. Incredible. Production design. Cinematography. Yeah. Score. Um, an intermission that's far too late in my opinion. <laughs> no. When that came along, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, that should have been an hour ago. <laughs> not fair. Because I knew there was an intermission. I was like, is it now? Yeah. Um, but even like, there's a simple thing I read about it where apparently the, the characters are always moving from left to right. So it's always like they're always in moving in the same direction. Yeah, it's yeah. always the journey. And um, Peter Till. Incredible. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like, again, the biggest blocker is it's a four hour movie, yeah. effectively. But no, four hours? Four. Yeah, just yeah. under four hours. Um, but yeah, and it's a classic for a reason. But it's not even like, what I like about it is it, it is kind of somewhat just so simplistic that it's not relying on something like, I feel like, because I've watched it recently, Apocalypse Now, where it's yeah. like relying on some of that big blockbuster reaction and yeah. that sort of like narration the sort of like this is just a fucking well made watertight you know yeah. movie and that's just something and it's fun. it's even without like there is some epic scenes with, with battles and stuff but even without that the story is quite simplistic it is a a British officer trying to unite uh, certain uh, tribes in or are they tribes? Yeah, they're tribes in um in the Middle East or Arabia, or whatever, to fight against the Turks and help or help the Brits fight against the Turks in World War One. Um, so even without any, based on a real story though. Oh yeah, but yeah, based on a real character. Um, but it is without any kind of action or anything like that. It's very simplistic. You you know what the driving force is behind every between behind specifically T Lawrence's um motives and stuff like that so there's just one thing i want to mention and i'm sure like people have probably heard this before there's a scene in it where uh lawrence first gets his robes off the Canadians, and he is just so delighted with himself he's he's embedding himself in the culture he's he's learned about this you know culture for so long and he's he's been um, part of the tribe well yeah he's, he's become part of the tribe um and then he builds up as this like kind of myth legendary character and by the end of the movie, he becomes. I don't want to say like a warmonger or like Clarence uh, Arabia. <laughs> yeah, he comes, but like he doesn't become like a um, like a mythical figure, or like a leader. But he he becomes a little bit overwrought with power. Mm-hmm. And there's just another scene where it's just him in the robes, and he's covered in blood, and he's he's he can see his own reflection and how it's kind of mm-hmm. how power corrupts in, in yeah. that sense so it, I just thought that was another thing that really popped out to me for it's probably just too fucking hot over there to be oh, honest I suppose I'd say it's a bit of that like you know power corrupts <laughs> like, look I've shouted at people and I didn't mean in the heat you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> brings out the worst of us exactly yeah um, but absolutely worth the watch if yeah. you're a movie nerd like us yeah yeah and actually speaking of great movies that's going to be my segue for this episode oh, speaking of movies uh, I watched this great sci-fi movie actually all about this like human dystopian future and however to the past now actually at this point but it's um all about like manipulating human relations and connections and such like that it's called how to lose a guy in 10 days david 
And uh, wow! For anyone who's not up to the joke that me and David, I've been running for the last. Basically, there's a basketball. It, 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 okay, it's basically about this girl is writing an article. It's so much fun. I had actually a great time in this movie. Jokes aside, uh, it's about this girl who's writing an article. She just she does how to articles. So it's like how to style your clothes for the summer barbecues. <laughs> I don't know stuff like that and then uh, she has a co-worker Catherine Han no less yeah and uh, she uh, she's always talking about how to lose a guy and then she's like always pushing guys away so this is all about um, she comes to the conclusion of like oh I'll find a guy and I'll make him I'll do all the things my co-worker does to make him go like to push him away effectively um, and then I can write an article about how to lose a guy in 10, 10 days however the girl, the guy she picks is Matthew McConaughey's character, who is a. Sorry, who's who plays the other woman? Oh, uh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. And uh, then Matthew McConaughey is a guy. He's an advertising dude, and he's trying to prove to his boss that he should get the diamonds account. But he doesn't know anything about diamonds. But he knows everything about love, and he and he's like, I bet you can make that girl love the uh, fall in love with me in ten days. And it's basically Kate Hudson just being a fucking maniac, and Matthew McConaughey have to be like, All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I no, no, okay, you did it wrong. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, but my big joke that I've been doing all month is they go to the Knicks uh, in the NBA playoffs, but they get to Game Seven. Yeah, boy, the Knicks are getting <laughs> to Game Seven. No, he's actually making the NBA movie finals. that we're watching here. Yeah. The Knicks Game Seven. <laughs> I'll be wrapped up in Game Two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's how early though, David. You do. They don't even need all the games. Yeah, you don't know how that works. They forfeited, David. They'd be like, nah. Tell you what, we're sick. Um, but it's actually a lot of fun because it's just two people fucking each other over it's great and then the ending kind of ruins it because they fall in love that's not a spoiler because like, it's the same as all their movies um, 2005 sure I think uh, and that's on our favourite tr- streaming service of all Paramount Plus <laughs> we're not sponsored we're not sponsored although we could be maybe unlikely <laughs> you see anything else the other day oh uh, one more I've got is speaking of uh, Darren Aronofsky is Black Swan yeah, very good. Yeah, it's 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 one of those trippy ones. It was in that it's one. It's way more of a horror movie than I expected. Oh yeah, horrific at times. <laughs> like paranoid schizophrenia is really bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't like it that. Lo- it looks so bad. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just about this like kind of shy, timid ballerina who just loses her mind. <laughs> yeah, to get this part. Yeah. To prove that she um, can be the black swan. Prove she can be the black swan, yeah. Um Incredible. It's a popular movie. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Uh, Natalie Portman is incredible. Um, yeah, a real proper kind of character study. Tiger parenting. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, you love a bit of that. No, it's not. I don't love that. No, but, not it's not a good thing. but you love to see it in movies. No, in the sense, yeah. you're just like, I don't know. It's I remember just, you it's talking inter- about like, King Richard. Yeah, it's interesting that way. Um, Tiger parent. What was yeah, the other that thing? was fucked. Mental, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mental illness. Mm. Then, yeah, the whole thing about your man taking advantage of her. Yeah. That was sick as well. Well, that's probably a relation to Hollywood. He was probably Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot in this. But yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, very, very. I, I, that, what you watch on? Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Love and that. It's, it's on it's, Disney Plus, it's isn't it? It's not leaving Disney Plus. <laughs> it's not leaving Disney Plus. <laughs> um, but, um, but it's funny. Yeah, a great ending as well. Fuck me. Yeah. 
And there's that sexy scene between her and Mila, Mila Kunis, David. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was going to ruin it there. Um, speaking of sexy scenes between two women. Oh, okay. The Handmaiden. Oh, glass. Um, see, I did. Well, I get one good segue. Um, yeah, I actually don't want to talk about this movie too much. However, it's directed by this guy who did um, Decision to Leave recently, which I wasn't a big fan of. However, I've watched two of his movies recently, actually, both on our other famous, fav- fav- favorite streaming service, Mubi. <laughs> which I have a free trial for for 90 days and I'm just going to try to watch everything on it uh, how far through it it's hard because they're all subtitled and it's just like you really have to sit down and watch them kind of thing yeah. but it's this director called Park Chan Wook and he did Old Boy and he did Handmaiden I watched both of them actually I'll throw both of them in here actually as well they're just so good from a um, visual from the visuals to the directing but there's some Look, you've seen Decision to Leave. Yeah. You know there's like an inflection point in that movie where everything changes. That happens in these movies in ways they just blow my mind. It's just so, oh, so great. It's so, so good. You just, and that's why I don't want to talk about it too much. But basically The Handmaiden, which is probably the one I recommend out of the two. Old Boy is good, but it just feels a lot more dated. Probably because it's older. <laughs> but but <laughs> The Handmaiden's from 2016 but it's basically about this Japanese woman who is hired uh, hires this handmaiden uh, but little does she know that that employee is working in in I should have used this as a segue for the sting but basically it's this guy is working as a con man to try and cheat her fortune and using this handmaiden to sort of help with that but there is a bit like Parasite it is a bit like no it's not because it's so much better okay. oh it's so good yeah it's very very good highly recommend it it's got like 100 150% Rotten Tomatoes I believe wow yeah it won 50 Oscars <laughs> don't fact check 50 that. 50 Oscars no less yeah uh, and the, 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 the acting is fantastic in it as well and you just just yeah you just don't it is a bit long though it's 2 hours and 24 minutes but it's like no but like when we say long, it's you, you, it's more you feel the duration yeah, of it. Okay. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I mean by yeah. It. And there's subtitles, I suppose. That'd be See, actually, reading. would you always a bit disappointed about the subtitles? Is so the movie is in Korean and Japanese, and movie doesn't do. Apparently, when the movie came out, like they changed color for different languages because you knew because the characters that spoke because it's the characters that spoke South Korean or what was it? The characters that spoke Jack- Japanese were like seen as less than, I think, or something. Oh, okay. I can't remember. It was one or the other. And that's kind of important for different characters when they speak Japanese and when they speak South Korean. But I had no fucking clue because yeah. I'm not that cool. I'm working on it. I'm working on my Duolingo. <laughs> it's hard. Duolingo, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that'd be my... It's on Mubi. <laughs> yeah, Mubi. Get, get that free trial. Get that free trial. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's everything we saw the other day, is it? Yeah. Did you have anything else? That was everything for me. Um, but speaking of movies... <laughs> Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. Um, do you want to talk about Marcel the Shell with some little little tiny sh- little shoes little on? Tiny shoes on. Yeah, this is. So this is a ninety-minute movie. Hold on. Ninety-minute movie. Yes. Yeah. By Dean Fleischer Camp. Um, it takes place in. I presume it's like an Airbnb kind yeah. of thing. Um, where we meet Marcel, who is a shell, and he has shoes on, and he is a. I was going to say he's like real life, but he's like... It's like stop motion animation. Yeah, an animated character. But yeah, he's kind of alive. Um, and he w- lives in this Airbnb and he has a whole system. He survives uh, alongside his... Um, Nana. Granny uh, Connie. Um, and it used to be a lot of the shells kind of living together, but there was a, a situation that occurred and they all got... Um, kind of mixed up and Connie and Marcel were left 
to kind of fend for themselves in this house uh, alone. Um, but anyway, it's just a kind of a docu series of Marcel's life that that the actual um, director director is that actor, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, where he's he's creating these little shorts for YouTube of Marcel and how he um, kind of functions through life and how he actually deals with certain. Um, difficulties by being a shell in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a big world but it is um it's super sweet it is all about grief and loss yeah. as well somehow well it's yeah it is but like it's so kind of intertwined that like you don't it doesn't I, I don't know if it hit you as hard as it hit me or like it just i didn't like this movie at all yeah i like it did like i, I couldn't see myself crying at this I know uh, some people were crying. Yeah, well, the two of my house, one of my housemates, one of my friends, and your girlfriend all went to go see. It. They yeah. all know each other. They didn't just happen to go. <laughs> they all went together with other people. Yeah, but they just have letterbox, and they all gave it five stars. Yeah. And I was like, "Fucking get over yourselves." Yeah, it's not. It's grand. No, my biggest thing about this movie is what's the fucking point? I just, I like, it, it was ninety minutes, but I was like, "Get to it." It's just him being like, oh, I guess I'll go out to the garden yeah, now. See, and then yeah. you see him going his little fucking slide, and you're like, and. Oh, it's just like... See, that's the thing. It is kind of... Serious Paddington vibes. Yeah, it's kind of like a nice... It would be nice as little shorts of seeing this nice character or whatever. Um, Like, you really only get to the whole point of the story by the last 30 minutes. The the first bit is kind of just padding to like, oh, look at this, nice, look at this fun da- character. I can just see it as silly a movie stuff. where the whole audience are like, oh! Yeah, yeah. Not for me. Um... Burn. But Jenny Slate does a good job as she Marcel. plays Marcel. Yeah, yeah. Do you know she. So she actually is was married to and that since divorced the director Dean Fleischer. Yeah, and they came back to do this. Wow, that was that was there. But yeah, they, second biggest mistake. They were actually represented in uh, the film as well. Yeah, which is fun. Um, I don't know. It, it yeah. is a it is no, a fun I, time, and I'm not saying it's bad. No. I'm just saying it's so not, not, for, not me. for you. Yeah. So not for me. Yeah. So if you're a heartless bastard that likes. Robin Williams and Jim Carrey <laughs> and Pierce Brennan Brosnan from Navin. Maybe give it a skip. Yeah. And have um, a movie podcast. But yeah, I, I had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. But I just feel like in terms of like story wise and, and say film wise, like it's, it's, it's a lot of like nice little bits cut together. Vignettes in a way. Yeah. But like as an overall story, arcing story, you really only get to that point by the last half an hour. And there's nice little I jokes in it. Like 20 minutes. Yeah. I've got to shave 10 minutes off that. Yeah. Of um, there is some nice little jokes in it. There's a kind of intertwined one with mm. um, 60 minutes, uh, which I, I thought was kind of silly, but yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah. It's fine. It could have been a short, I just feel. I yeah. feel like it could have been like a short movie, but they, they obviously just decided to extend it for, to the, to the 90 minutes to make it a, release a, a proper release yeah theatrical release theatrical release there we yeah go. Uh, yeah it's fine I have nothing to say about it really other than what I've said <laughs> fucking stomp on that show oh, no geez. that's harsh that is harsh no like it's um, speaking of um, I've got two movies here that are drastically different and yeah. it's hard to segue what do you want to do women talking or cocaine bear you can do the women talking I'll do women talking yeah oh fuck that means you have to do cocaine uh, <laughs> that means you have to do the cocaine David <laughs> those are the rules um, yeah I'll talk about women talking very quickly um, just because I only watched it the other day and uh, yeah yeah very good I guess kind of my, the biggest uh, it basically it's about this uh, let me get this thing up here actually just so I have it right yeah so basically it's just about this kind of group of women who sort of live in this religious colony and then it turns out there's this sort of um 
Yeah, yeah. No, I suppose we're ruining. So basically, what's turned out is they've sort of been lied to their whole life about these sort of demons and Satan that comes into their bedroom at night and rapes them. But it turns out it was the men, <laughs> and they had been like sedating them with sort of like cow tranquilizer and stuff like that. And then it's only that when one of them get caught, they realize, oh my god, the men have been doing this this whole time. So all the men have to leave the colony for some reason again. And I think it's something to do with like, um they have to go to trial or they're all been, like, on bail or something like that. So it leaves the women two days to decide what they're going to do. And they can either stay, they, they can either stay and fight, do nothing or leave, I think, or forgive the men or leave. And basically it's just them talking about this uh, for two hours. So initially I was kind of like, I don't want to watch a movie about people talking for two hours. However, it's sort of well done in the sense that it kind of poses a lot of interesting questions and hypotheticals that I feel like, women in general but also women who've sort of been in these situations could relate to and be like oh my god I'm like to be able to hear that being questioned in this hypothetical situation of sorts mm. because it's based on well how the movie starts is like this this movie is like based on the act of female imagination yeah. and I think it's that's the way of this movie basically saying like we're not saying this happened we're not saying all men do this it's like this is how in this situation how women would feel yeah. about this thing yeah. and it, a lot of the women's anger and um um you know um like the, the their sort of their the violation of their trust and stuff like that uh is just allows them to sort of have this conversation very it's similar to 12 angry men in a way of just having this sort of discussion about this sort of topic and all the sort of different things about it. you know they weren't even allowed to vote before so the the first thing they do is have a vote on what to do yeah. um but yeah it gives you a lot of talk about it. it's very script heavy so i could see it doing well for script because i'm like if it's just talking yeah. you know it's very engaging some great performances in it francis mcdormand's not in it as much as you think jesse buckley's great in it very very good claire foy is great in it um who else was in it rooney mara is very good in it and i don't remember anyone else's name so they're probably good in it as well um and yeah it, it's it's very it's really funny about it and it's not too much of a spoiler where the attire and the look and the the, the sort of colour of the movie looks like it's like from the 1800s however at one point a car drives by and you're like oh wow this is recent and I think that sort of shock yeah. helps the movie and it's not too much because it's like it's it's early enough within the movie but um, yeah it's just it's just a very interesting kind of thought piece and I, I watched it at home and like that's a good testament to a movie because to not have to be, have the option to be on my phone and be yeah. on a laptop and the fact that I was kind of able to stick with it and um, yeah I would definitely recommend it it's it's definitely not like best picture like it, you know my issues about that category being too big for best picture nominees yeah. but I think for scripts and I think if they did ensemble performance I could see it being nominated I don't think because everyone's so good in it it's hard to pick a standout to like yeah. get nominated for best supporting or best leading um, was it, was anyone nominated? no I no. don't think so um, but I know it was nominated for acting sorry for, for script and movie and I think it could Ad- probably win adapted script script. oh adapted screenplay because I think it's based on yeah. something or other yeah um, yeah definitely worth checking out real life Gary it's <laughs> real life <laughs> that's cheating um, okay yeah um, yeah it's it, I, I I think the, your best um, comparison there to uh, 12 Angry Men is probably the, the the thing that probably gets it clear, clearest in my head anyway is yeah. it, it, it's that kind of top piece and people discussing different things yeah it makes sense but um but it's not like so the way in 12 hour men they're like breaking something down and you're making yeah. progress 
This is it's almost as if like this going round and roundabouts or not round it? and roundabouts, but like just posing questions, posing questions, and it's like mm. some characters feeling very strong about it, but like the fact that they might change their mind or they do change their mind, that's interesting in itself. Mm. And then even towards the end, when they do make a decision or the the or what actually happens at the end, you know, it's not really, yeah, I I, I didn't find it. It's a yeah, I didn't like I don't know. It's hard to say because I didn't love it as a movie. I just was really in fascinated by it yeah. and I'd say if I watched it two more times I'd say I'd like find more meanings in it yeah. but on initial screening of it I was just like it kept me engaged enough yeah. it was definitely a good thought definitely I, I presume it's definitely an important one for Hollywood like to, to pose questions like that oh yeah 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 um, no that's yeah interesting to see I think know. the name is bad though yeah I just I just I just like something talking I'm just like like, like lads talking I'm just like <sighs> Yeah, like it is that, I, but I, again, that's what the movie is. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know what you could call it. But I just think the the title probably it doesn't do it justice. Fast and Furious, cars driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, well, should we go into our last movie of the month, which is uh, Cocaine Bear, David? Last. Have you done your bump? My bump of cocaine? Yeah. No, never. Really? On a Sunday? No, this is the Lord's Day. <laughs> I don't do my cocaine on a Sunday, David. Uh, I get a okay. sandwich in Sam's. <laughs> cocaine Bear is based on. Real life events Is it? <laughs> well Semi based on real life events It sort of happened Anyway um, Drug cartel Drops A load of cocaine um, In a forest A Black Was it black bear? This is important <laughs> It is very important I think it was a black bear It was a black Although bear it was a bit of a white bear By the end of it To, uh, film that, to be um, mistaken Black bear gets his hands on it Eats it all And goes rabid On some unsuspecting passerby as well as members of said cartel um, that's probably enough <laughs> yeah and I think Isn't it, yeah. I think what you've just said that's like oh that sounds really exciting and then also you have, you have to remember like it is a dark comedy movie so like oh there's probably some really good jokes in it yeah that's it's it starts off with one funny joke where some writing comes up on screen and I thought oh that's the type of comedy we're getting okay this is gonna be good because I thought that's just kind of subtle kind of humour funny and then it wasn't anything like that. No. It's, and the, the, the worst thing about this is that, like, there was just so much of it where nothing was happening. Yeah, <laughs> movie, for a movie that's, that's an hour and a half. Be, yeah, and it's supposed to be about a bear mauling people. Like, I know, like, some people probably uh, say this is similar to a movie like Jaws because it's like an animal. And yeah, because I, I, I compare it to the similar, it's kind of like Jaws and Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park, yeah. But, like, there's no real tension, I yeah. thought. The fact, yeah, even like when the bear is attacking and it's like hidden, you're like, I don't really care. You, you've, you haven't built any rapport or any relationship. I don't understand the, the rules of the bear. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, all I wanted, the rules yeah. of the bear. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like a ninja and sometimes it's Yeah, like, what was the, the bear was being a ninja at one point. Yeah. And then also like, it either, if it gets you, it'll either kill you within five seconds or it'll drag you back uh, to a cave. Yeah. Nah. It didn't make any sense. I'm just very disappointed in this movie. Yeah. I don't know why I had hopes for. You were hoping bit. for something silly. I just wanted really like if it was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like what? Some, what's something that's bad we've seen recently that? Joe, I was kind of expecting Matrigan levels. Not not even Matrigan. Matrigan's probably a bit. Well, high, that's the same bar. studio though. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but yeah. I tell you because this studio did three things recently: uh, Cocaine Bear, Matrigan. Or Megan, as people have talked to me and told me <laughs> that they didn't know what I was talking about. Or Violent Night. And yeah. I think it's so much closer to Violent Night yeah. where it's like the premise is great, the trailer's fantastic. And yeah. But for some reason you've just 
didn't have enough action or silliness in it to yeah. be engaging. Yeah. And you focus on characters I don't care yeah, about. Exactly. And that's those, I don't know if they're done by the same director, but it's just like, that was the yeah. vibe I got from it. And like, even by the start of it, even like, even when you're introduced to every character, you know who's going to survive and who's going to die. I, I definitely did. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it, it's very obvious. Um, yeah. You were saying there is a, there is one, um, one scene, scene with Great. an ambulance, which is brilliant. I love and it. it's, it gets that kind of silliness where there's so much going on and these these characters are kind of um they're falling over over each other to get away from the bear and it's just yeah kind of a little bit all, all hell breaks loose but that's halfway through and then by the end it's just oh yeah no I just um, the editing is horrendous very bad it's really bad like there's a bit in it where like it's, it's definitely like they referred to a body which they didn't film and they were like fuck we have to just add a flashback scene and like it, it happened like five minutes ago it made no sense um, and like that would that would be funny I think in a movie that like is silly but like this wasn't silly no it, was, it had to be either super silly or yeah. super scary and it was neither it was neither yeah it was like not yeah as you say it was, just, it was silly but not silly enough and it was scary but not scary enough and like I think the, our best barometer for scary is our friend Lily, who we go see the movie with. Yeah, and like she she she, she watched like, most of the movie. Yeah, exactly. She just was not scared by it at all. So, um, yeah, it's as you said, just disappointing. You know what it is? It's Goldilocks and the Cocaine Bear. Yeah, you know, it's like mm, have a bit of this, not scary enough. Yeah. Have a bit of this, yeah. not funny enough. Not funny enough. This movie. This the three can just, just right. right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, watch it on Netflix. I like, or like we say Netflix, watch it on streaming. Watching the background. Yeah. Like, Radio's Radio, last movie there. Yeah, which is really sad. Yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets, well, I'm not going to say. Um, yeah. Put it, put it on, wait for the bear to attack, watch that bit, and then just tap in Although, for 10 minutes. Although, like, Alvin Ehrenreich was funny, but I felt miscast. I like See, he need, he needed to be a straight man beside yes, a silly man. I think man. so, yeah. That would have made sense. Around, yeah. Where, yeah, whereas he was supposed to be the silly one and his friend... Oh, shit, Jackson be, Jr. Yeah, Jackson Jr. was supposed to be, like, the straight man. Yeah. But it, again, that didn't work out because he something things happened to him. Yeah. Which was unnecessary because by the end of it, yeah. you know what happens anyway. Anyway, it's... Yeah, it's... Oh, like, I don't know why we're like... See, what I want from a movie with <laughs> Cocaine Bear is I just want a script that's pop Like... But like it, it just it, it it had everything going for it. Yeah. And it just and it was shot in Ireland. Yeah. Ireland looks great though. Ireland looks yeah. great. I don't know. I'm telling you, we could house if you have a cocaine bear, yeah. bring it over. We'll nurse it to Yeah. Health. Um I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, it felt like it was just written by two or three different people. Yeah. Cause like yeah, it was just it was like twelve different storylines from different yeah. things. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, yeah. Um but if you were to pick a movie the month though. Probably the whale. The whale. Yeah. Although, what are you thinking other than that? Puss and, uh, Puss and Boots? Just for originality's sake. Nah, I'm sticking to the whale. Okay. Actor of the Month, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Worst movie? I'm on the boss, Blake Mug. I know we're doing the awards secretly, but. Nah, Cocaine Bear is worse than Ant Man. No. <laughs> Ant Man is longer. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'd probably watch Ant Man again before I'd watch Cocaine Bear. Just to see it. Michael Douglas go, Ants! Ants! <laughs> Watch that, um, social, uh, watch that socialism joke. <laughs> the socialism joke. That was good. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, we talk about what's coming up in March oh, as we, we wrap this up. Um, Creed 3, more Creed 3, please. Supposed to be good. Supposed to be quite good. It's all about Adonis Creed running into Kang the Conqueror and biting him in a boxing match. Michael Jordan can also direct movies. Apparently so. He does, Man is it all. He does good basketball. looks, acting, basketball. 
He's also the Human Torch. <laughs> flame on, David. Flame if he doesn't, oh, wouldn't it be great? And in the middle of his match, he goes, "Flame on!" It's the Human Torch versus Kang the Conqueror. You'd oh, love to man. see it. Um, yeah, look, I don't really give a shit anybody, anymore about these kind of boxing movies. That's I'm kind of like the second one. I was just like, that's fine. I thought the first one was incredible. We've, was it's good. Cool, like the first yeah. one's very, very good. But like uh, second one, I agree, is it's just, just a bit fine. fine. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Anyway, uh, speaking of could be fine, uh, Scream Six. No, big you time, scream, yeah. I scream, we all scream. It's Scream Six. Ghostface, <laughs> Ghostface. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's interesting about this one is it's now they've taken it out of uh, Woodsboro into New York. It says Woodsboro oh, on sorry. the screen. Here. Yeah, so, unless I <laughs> no, you know what I was thinking. I was thinking uh, it. It's in Derry. Derry. Yeah, have you seen that movie called Welcome? It's a new mini series. Yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Free Derry. Free Derry. <laughs> I was going to get not David no politics David we said at the beginning yeah so um, yeah sorry we're going to New York we're going to New York there's Ghostface he's the Knicks are never the I tell you the Knicks aren't getting the sub, uh, game 7 and uh, they're the, on the subway the Mets, the Mets are still shit Rudy Giuliani was not doing politics um, yeah look I, I'm conscious about this one because I feel like it came out very quickly after the last Big one time. and I'm like how Did they much they film these back to back no but the first the number 5 was filmed it got delayed because of COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nev Campbell's not back for this, and that was only announced last February. So the fact that they shot a movie off that decision, I'm like, how important was their character, i.e. how good is the script that you can just take out what could be a main character and it'll still be fine. Yeah. Undecided. Look, I'm interested. It'll be a good sign. I love, I kind of, between that and Barbarian, I like a movie that, you know, subverts the expectations and knows, knows the genre it's in. Yeah. So a big fan of that. Um, Speaking of Dog Trap, 65 with Adam Driver... Oh wow! I'm not I, looking forward to that at all. It's an hour and a half, though. Yeah, ninety-two minutes. It's all about a c- catastrophic crash on an unknown planet. Pilot Millis Mills Mills. Sorry, I'm blind. Uh, quickly discovers discovers he is stranded on Earth sixty-five million years ago. So he he where what? he crashes onto Earth, but in it's sixty-five a, million years in ago in a spaceship in a spaceship carrying other people. But one of the girls wakes up. Her name is Koa. I have written down here. She's from Woodsboro. And uh, there's just a load of fucking dinosaurs and it's all about him shooting dinosaurs. It looks so fine. I think it's directed and written by the people who did the A Quiet Place. The, the, who wrote yeah. Quiet Place, I this think. Is remi- is, I'm getting vibes to um, Planet of the Apes, but not the good one, the Mark Wahlberg hey, one. Hey, I hear a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Where are your feathers? Yeah. Nah, uh, couldn't be bothered. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, it's coming out the same week as Scream. I'll go see that. What range of uh, Rotten Tomatoes score are we looking at here? Like, what would I go see? Less than 10. Nah. Because Adam Driver, like, he wouldn't do it unless... Yeah, but they had this discussion on the weekly planet that he hasn't really done a bad movie. I know he's in Star Wars, but like... Nah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like he's a weird dude. Unless he got paid a shit ton of money. Mm. But I feel like... This could be part of a contract or something. Maybe it is. I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't pick a particularly bad movie I feel like he would, He seems like a guy who likes a good script although he was in White Noise which was muck <laughs> but see that's what I mean like that's him being yeah. friends with Noah Baumbach exactly, yeah. so I don't know uh, tell you what movie I am actually quite interested in, and I didn't know it was coming out until I saw a trailer for a movie called Tetris have you seen this? this is the guy who played out in John Taron Ergen yeah yeah I did see this yeah looks like good like yeah. fun love the soundtrack yeah. uh, it's all about uh, basically um, this uh, 19 in 1988 an American video game salesman Henry Rogers discovers the video game Tetris and when he sets out to bring the game to the world he enters a dangerous web of lies and corrupted corruption behind the Iron Curtain 
Loving it. It looks fun. Political, Gary. Political. We don't do politics. <laughs> Moving on to Pearl. <laughs> uh, no, it, that could be good. Um, see, again, when I first heard about that Tetris movie, I thought it was going to be like a Lego movie. And I was getting very worried. Ugh, that would yeah. be bad. But this seems... It's a bit of an espionage, yeah. you know, Soviet Russia kind of vibes. The yeah. Cold War vibes. Not yeah. Soviet Russia, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm... Look, I don't know. Building a wall. I'm interested about it. Yeah, with Tetris blocks. Should have done that. That would have been very inappropriate. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no. Uh, Pearl. Pearl is also out. Paddy's Day. Paddy's Day Pearl. Good it's Pearl. the sequel to X. And it's all about the um, woman, the old woman from the farm and X. But it's what happened to her in her life. Cool. It's supposed to be quite good. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't love X. Prequel. Mia Goth. Prequel? Prequel, yeah. Yeah. It's the second movie in the trilogy they're looking to do for this sort of thing. Uh, it looks fun. I don't know. It looks like a scary movie. I don't know. I didn't love the first one, but I might go see this. I'll see. Cool. It's in Paddy's Day, though. I'll be busy. We'll be away. Are we? <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, also coming out the same day, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, Dave. It's all about Billy Batson and the foster kids, and they all have superpowers, and now the Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are coming to kill them. Yeah, this could go either way, I think. I loved I loved the first Shazam movie. Yeah, that was quite fun. fun. Um I thought Zachary he, Levi very Zachary Levi was very charismatic. Very charismatic. Very jokes were good. Yeah. Oh, the, I tell you what, one of the best jokes in that movie is when Mark Strong and him are like talking in the sky, but they're like hundred meters apart and he's like, I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So there was some good good jokes in it. It came across very dead pooty though. Yeah. Um I don't know, this is this is part of this whole DC thing. Like these characters would be gone now after the Flash movie, probably. Yeah. So like who cares? I think the one thing that'd be interesting if The Rock showed up in it which I know he won't I'd be interested but I'd be interested to see if this makes more money than Black Adam <laughs> it won't no way in hell okay. this is gonna be bomb big time yeah. this'll make I'll tell you no the mark the mark will be if it makes more money than Birds of Prey The Emancipation of Harley Quinn <laughs> and full, na- full names only okay. um, there you go, bro. yeah there you go um, yeah don't know but I think the movie I'm probably most looking forward to yeah, it's probably John Wick Chapter 4. Um, I have a controversial opinion of the John Wick franchise. Um, they're all of very similar standard and they're all fine. Yeah, but it's great. I don't, like, Yeah, you go in, you watch it, it's a good time. Yeah. I, I don't just, know. I think I remember the last time I watched it, I kind of got sick of it after about 15 minutes. I was like, yeah. That's right. not great. Just, no, do you remember the third one where they, they're breaking into the cabinets and getting all the knives and jumping yeah, each other? Yeah, I had a great know. time with that. I don't know. I, they're like, I, they're like, which was the woman on the horse? Was that the last one? I think that was the last one. So, yeah. Okay. And there's another horse in this and one. And then so. there's a dog. And the, there's dogs and all them, David. No, there's a do- no, the dog. Do you remember the dogs fight? Yeah, that's the third one as well. Oh, okay. What happened in the second one? <laughs> uh, he, I don't know. He walks back into town. I don't remember. Look, they're a bit, to me, they're like, they're like my Fast and Furious movies in that like, they're all roughly the same and they're just fun, bombastic. See, uh, yeah, what I'm saying is, I, th- I'm sure I'll have a good time watching it. I feel like I won't remember what happened yeah. afterwards. But look, it'll be fun. I don't know. It's the last one maybe yeah. and then they're doing another one with Anna Damas. That's nice to see. Yeah. Is she in this? Maybe. After credit scene. Could be. Her and Thanos. Uh, do we know who the bad guy in this is? Yep. Okay. Don't no. Me, don't tell me. Do I know? Don't no. Me. Is there one? Yeah. <laughs> there will be one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Ah, um, oh yeah. Look. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't it. know if I'm looking for, uh, most looking forward to. I don't, like, if you told me Creed was coming in November, I'd be like, sure. No, I think I want to see that. Now that I know it's supposed to be good. Plus, 
Jonathan Majors looks scary. He's so scary. He looks so he's big. Too, he's too big. We made this joke in the last podcast. Did we? Was that not Tom Sawyer's joke? I was, joke? yeah. Yeah. I did too many of these. <laughs> um, but that's this podcast, David. What do we have anything else? Congratulations, no. That's, 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 that's it. We're done. One, another one. It's the, the end of your long weekend. Got it sir. in the books. You can go home. Oh, that's great. <laughs> see it. <laughs> um, but no, thank you, David, for doing this. Always much appreciated. Uh, and also to everyone listening enough. to this. We got you Bunsen. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, but also want to thank everyone who's listened to this and all the other ones. Uh, if you have any uh, exciting, if you have any thoughts about the movies of the last month or the next month, do let us know at, at Reading in the Peers or on our email. Let's start plugging that, Reading the Peers at gmail.com. Let's see what comes through. Um, <laughs> but also you can follow us, like I said, on Instagram and at Reading in the Peers, on TikTok and at Reading the Peers, but also on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Letterboxd. I'm Gary O'Brien, spelled a, fully, f- spelled a funny way, and David is dscanlon10. On all the socials. On all the socials. And um, you subscribe on Spotify and follow us on Apple and other such platforms we want to hear your um, your knock at the cabin yeah if you watch knock at the cabin let us know we kind of need to know about that and uh, I I feel that could be an us thing an us thing yeah like we're just like we're just we've just seen so many movies now we just keep going yeah we just keep coming up with our own better movies we're just better at making movies (laughs) is what you're saying than M.I. Shyamalan than M.I. Shyamalan yeah Um, so yeah do let us know and um, yeah I think that's about it. Good luck. Take it easy. So here's my thoughts about Shinpei. <laughs>